What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Jeff Fennell, Sports 360. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Dodgers, winners of the 2020 World Series Championship. It's the Dodgers' first World Series title in 32 years. The Dodgers defeated the Tampa Bay Rays four games to two in what was a very competitive and well-played series. It also was a series that ended with more than a little bit of controversy. Here to talk about it all is our resident baseball expert, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. We have a lot of ground to cover, so we're going to get right to it on Sports 360. Well, joining me today on Sports 360 is our baseball analyst, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. And we are here to talk about the World Series and the L.A. Dodgers, our 2020 champs. Rob, what's up, man? How you doing today? I'm doing good, Jeff, man. What a what a great World Series, huh? It, it was it was definitely must watch baseball, I think pretty much every game of the series. You know, it really was. I mean, I enjoyed the World Series. I know you did as well. Um, and, I, and I believe most baseball fans, whether casual or not, um, I, I think they, they, they saw a very good World Series, a very competitive World Series. Um, and yeah, it, it, was, it was good, man. It was good. And the Dodgers finally cracked, cracked through, you know what I mean? Um, after finally. 32 years. They're now World Series champs. Yeah, finally. And, you know, I, I bet it's a big relief for Dave Roberts as well. You know, they, they, the last few years, the Dodgers have fallen short. And to finally be able to say you're world champions and to do it in the fashion that you did with the kind of year that baseball had, where, you know, we've said it multiple times, it was such a huge question mark. But they made it through. They made it to the World Series. And the Dodgers, you know, they played great baseball all season. They were the best team in baseball for a reason, and they displayed some of that in the biggest stage. And here we are, world champions. Yeah. And you know, Rob, when, when we go back to when we did our first show prior to the wild card round, we both said at that time that of all the teams, the Dodgers were under the most pressure in this postseason to come out with the trophy because they have been over the past five or six years the best regular season team most of those years if not all of them and yet they felt they're falling short during the postseason um and so you know give them credit they did have the most pressure on them um they were down three to one to the braves faced three elimination games survived them all and then they came in here and they and they took care of business and now they're World Series champions. So to me, hats off to the Dodgers. You know, they 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 finally did it. Yeah, and you know, they they put this team together. You know, it's a lot of homegrown guys, which you don't see that much often. And I think there was a stat um that the pitchers that pitched for them in the postseason were all homegrown talent, which is not something you see a lot of. And the fact that they were able to put together this type of season, this type of run, and, you know, I, we definitely agree. They had the most pressure going into all this. And, you know, they put this team together. They added Mookie Betts, which, you know, he didn't have some glowing, great offensive numbers in the World Series, but he did a lot of little things, a lot of running, a lot of, you know, defensive plays that made a difference. And this is why they're World Series champions today. Yeah, I, I thought his base running um, in particular, I think he yeah. really affected two games with his base running. And, and, and obviously last night he scored the winning run, what turned out to be the winning run, um, you know, from third base with the infield drawn in. And it wasn't even close, right? Um, no, not at all. At the plate. Um, but let, let's let's talk about the Dodgers. And, all, and also, too, I want to talk about the Rays because I think that they – also, you know, deserve some love here as well um, for for what they have been able to do. But um, when you look at this series, Rob, what what were the keys that allowed the Dodgers to come out on top? 
I think it just has to do with grinding at bats against the the Rays pitching staff. Um, going into it, I thought the Rays overall pitching, especially their bullpen, was you know the better bullpen. Um, obviously, the Dodgers were the better team overall. Um, but I think the Dodgers' keys going into this was to be able to grind at bats and try to get pitchers out early and maybe try to get into that bullpen and score, but have runs scored already um, and force Kevin Cash to go to that bullpen often and early. Um, and, and they were able to do that. A lot of it, obviously, you know, and I know we'll get into it later, had to do with a lot of analytical stuff and pulling starters out early. Um, but I think for the Dodgers, it was finding ways to score runs early and just not making mental errors, which we saw cost them a game uh, where the Rays came back and won the game in the ninth inning. But I think that was the big keys for, for the Dodgers is kind of grinding at bats, flexing their muscles when they had to, and just being mentally prepared for what the Rays had to throw at them. Yeah, and, you know, I, I also, you know, f- for me, I, I thought that the pitching for the Dodgers um, was strong. You know, yeah. um, you know, Kershaw gave them two, you know, solid starts. The first one, obviously, was a lot better. He was a lot more dominant. But he gutted out, you know, um, you know, uh, what was it, game five, right? Yeah, game um, five. And, and, you know, that, that was a gutsy performance because he wasn't sharp necessarily. He certainly wasn't dominant, not like in that first game, but, you know, he he had some, he had, I think there was one inning where it was like second and third and no outs. Right. And, and he got out of that inning um, without any run scoring. And so, you know, it just showed how he, you know, buckled down and, and, and the veteran in him, you know, knew how to pitch out of trouble. But, you know, so and, and Walker Bueller was great in his outing. Um, but I, I also thought that they had, you know, some guys who were looking shaky in the Dodge in the um, in the Brave series. I thought had some, you know, some nice rebound performances in the World Series. So like May, I thought May pitched really well. He was shaky yeah. early on. Um, I thought Gatterall pitched better, you know. Um, you know, Baez was kind of up and down, but the last couple of games, he gave them what they needed, you know? And so I, I thought that, you know, in years past, the Dodgers pitching imploded too much in the World Series and in the rounds that they got bounced, especially their relievers. And I thought their relievers were solid. I thought their relievers were solid. Um, and so, you know, um, and then here's the other thing. Uh, Corey Seager. And Justin Turner, man, I mean, <laughs> for the most part, phenomenal. They were wearing the race pitching staff. Yeah. Now, Corey Seager just had a tremendous postseason. You might uh, LCS MVP, World Series MVP. Um, so you know, you have some guys bopping in the lineup. They got some timely hits, but their pitching, I thought, was really, really solid. Yeah, and and you're right there. The bullpen, you know, obviously they had their mishaps here and there. But I think their their pitching really stepped up, and a big question mark that we had going in in the last in the last time we spoke was if Kershaw, you know, that right. was the big thing, if Kershaw, <laughs> right. and he stepped up, and he wasn't, you know, he's not a 25 year old playing Kershaw anymore. He had to reinvent his pitching style, and I know I don't know if a lot of people know that, you know, he's not throwing gas out there anymore, so he had to adjust his repertoire, adjust adjust the way he pitches, and he's become a lot more of a smarter pitcher. And mixing in his, you know, his his pitches and stuff like that, in order to get hitters out. And the way he grinded, the way he he composed himself, even during those tough innings, I think it just gave this team such confidence. And this is already a confident bunch, you know, the best team in baseball. But to see their leader, their their guy, you know, he may not be their ace anymore. Walker Bueller is that guy. But to see this guy, who you know, they're playing for to get him that championship. For him to go out there and just grind it out and do what he did, that's amazing, man. And and like Corey Seager, not enough can be said about him. You know, he had that big injury um, with the Tommy John a couple years ago. And for him to come back and bounce back and have this level of success in the postseason to win MVP of the last two series, man, not enough can be said about a guy like him. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I just thought the Dodgers were just solid, you know, all throughout. I thought Turner, in addition to swinging a good bat, he played a, he played a really good third base. You know, he made some really nice plays over there. Um, You know, kept innings from, from getting out of control. You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, that, that was solid, you know? And so I just think overall, they, they, they really played, they really played well, as you would imagine, you know, if you're going to win, you know, the World Series. Um, but that hasn't always been the case for them, right? There's been some, you know, some shaky spots. I also thought, too, that they got good contribution from Jock Peterson. I'm not trying to say that he was like, you know, a house of fire. But when he got his opportunity, and you know, he he was felt, you know, he was felt in the lineup. You know what I mean? And um, And that just seemed to be what, happened throughout this world series and postseason for the Dodgers guys just continually stepped up. Yeah. And we saw that too, with the, with the pitcher who closed the game, Julio Urias, he closed the game and the guy had a phenomenal postseason as well. And very quietly, I feel like, because not enough people are talking about the things he did, but you know, they remember what he did yesterday in the world series and to, to clinch the world series. But throughout the postseason, this guy had a coming out party. And he was just, anytime he had the ball, he was ready to go, ready to close it down, ready to dominate. And it was just amazing to see this young kid just kind of blow up on the big scene and show up and show out the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, we talked about something the last time, and that was how the Dodgers one through nine were so tough and the Rays lineup was not as tough, right? Not compared to the Dodgers. And that's no slight of, you know, to the Rays because the Dodgers are stacked, okay? Yep. <laughs> but I do believe that that constant, I don't get a break, you know, for, for a pitcher, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no such thing, okay, this inning is seven, eight, nine. Let me, it doesn't matter with the Dodgers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, there's no break for you. Right? Even their pinch and hitters they, are like that. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, you might be keeping Mookie down, but then, you know, Muncie is doing his thing and Chris Taylor yeah. might do something. And then you get Muncie and Taylor, but then Mookie gets a key hit. And then, <laughs> you know, right. It, there's just no there's no rest for the weary out there. And I just think that that is, um, you know, what, what really separated the Dodgers from the rest of of, you know, rest of baseball they uh, you said it before you said it early on that they were just so stacked and they are and they're the champs for it yeah man and and like i said the the team they built the team so good so balanced so powerful and they're deep you know (laughs) their bench can have have starters on their they have starters on their bench guys that can start on other teams and it's crazy how stacked they are and versatile, too, because they have guys like Chris Taylor can, I think, he plays everywhere, basically. Um, guys like that who could just play all around the field. They have Kike Hernandez, another guy who could kind of play around the field if they needed to needed him to. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the team is just, they're stacked, man. And they're not going anywhere. <laughs> so it'll be fun to see this team and how they continue to progress and develop over the next few years. Yeah. Now let's talk about the Rays for a little bit. Um, and I guess if we're going to talk about the Rays, we need to start with Randy Rosarena, who just continued <laughs> to hit the ball out of the park and really be a presence at, at the plate. Um, he he had a, a, a good World Series, did what he could, you know, to, um, you know, to help the Rays, you know, compete and, and win some games. Um but yeah, I mean, he he was phenomenal throughout the postseason, and it continued into the World Series. Yeah, the guy was absolutely amazing. Must watch baseball, whether no matter who you were rooting for, must watch baseball every time this kid stepped to the plate. And it's crazy because you feel like he got an opportunity this year because of the shortened season and everything going on with the minor leagues. Who knows if he even starts the season on the major league roster? if we have a regular season with 162 games and, you know, all the minor leagues intact. In but this guy got an opportunity. He did what he did, made the best of it, and he was just out there playing ball and having fun. And you could see it in the emotion that, you know, he had every time he stepped up to the plate. 
every time you know he got a hit and he rallied that bunch of guys in the in the clubhouse and the rays were really fun to watch and a lot of it was because of him and the energy he brought you know he broke records left and right postseason records left and right with the 10 home runs the amount of hits he got you know it was just crazy to watch this kid play and the speed that he has on the base paths it just it makes a, a team and a pitcher second guess themselves because he can do so much damage from every aspect of the game so kudos to him for really stepping up and not shying away from the you know the bright lights when they were on him it was just an amazing postseason by this kid man great great yeah. play yeah he he played really well i thought margot gave them you know gave him a spark too i just think it was not enough you know they, yeah. they just had too many guys who you didn't even know they were playing you know austin Meadows. i mean i just thought that he didn't really contribute um yeah i, I thought uh, you know I, I thought adamas was an automatic out i mean to me he just knew he was going to get out when like when he came up last night i knew he was going to strike out. <laughs> yeah you could see it in his face i mean yeah he, he he really didn't give them much of anything kiramaya every now and then did a little something um wendell didn't really do all that much they just had too many guys like that and you just can't do that against the dodgers definitely know? not and and that was our big question the last time we spoke too are the rays going to step up offensively you know they don't have you know we'll we'll say randy rosarena is not a star um because he's for the most part untested until we have a full season of him sure. but um are they going to have these guys step up you know and we did question adamas and we questioned meadows and a lot of these other guys, are they going to step up offensively where they really haven't for the entire postseason? Because if they don't, this is where they were going to end up. And, you know, when you don't step up offensively, you have to score to win. Uh, as great as your pitching can be, you have to score runs to win. And they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that, um, you know, I, I, I – you know, we talked about Kershaw in game five, but I thought Glasnow competed as well. You know, he, he got off to a shaky start. And this was a critical game, right? Whoever, you know, is 2-2 two, two, and whoever's going to win that game obviously has the advantage going into game six. And he, he started off kind of shaky, but he got himself together and he competed. Um, and I thought the Rays starters competed. And we're going to talk about... Blake Snell last night. Um, I thought Charlie Morton got roughed up, you know, um, and I think that, you know, Charlie Morton's big time, right, in terms of the postseason as a big time yeah. performer, um, and they 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 were able to, you know, to to get to him. But, you know, I thought overall, as I said at the top, it was a very well played World Series. I thought. Um, and and the teams competed and it was it was fun to watch it really was it was it was fun to watch um this series and and you know for all the you know marquee teams whether it was Houston you know during their run the Dodgers obviously being up there and what, and what have you um sometimes the series hasn't been compelling but i thought i thought that this world series um was one of the better ones in a while and so it was really fun to watch and, and i and and to me hats off to both teams for really going out there playing good baseball and competing at a high level yeah i definitely agree you know a lot of people wanted you know to see big big names they wanted the yankees dodgers or they wanted houston and dodgers back so the dodgers can get their revenge um and stuff like that but you know i think we saw throughout the postseason how well the rays played baseball and even through, throughout the regular season, you know, they're the best team in the AL, second best record, I think, in all of baseball behind the Dodgers. So, you know, we saw this team kind of, for some people, come out of nowhere, even though, you know, they've been around for a few years now. But they sort of came out of nowhere for everyone. Um, they take the East, they make it to the playoffs, first seed in the playoffs. And you can just see how much fun they have and how well, how well coached they are and fundamentally sound baseball they play. So I agree with you. This this World Series, it, it drew me in a lot more than other World Series have drawn me in. And it was just, it was fun. Every game was fun and exciting. And you were just waiting for the next big highlight to happen or big thing to happen in, in either of these games. So 
I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it was a great, great World Series. Whether you're a huge baseball fan or just a casual fan, it was a great series to watch. Now, let's talk a little bit about the managing in in this series. You, you mentioned Dave Roberts. Um, and, you know, I, I think Dave Roberts in years past has gotten some criticism as the Dodgers have fallen short. And that's not unusual, right? The manager is yeah. going to get too much credit when a team wins and will receive too much blame when they lose. Um, and so he, Dave Roberts, got more than his share of blame as the Dodgers continued to fall short. Um, but there was something about Rogers, uh, Roberts, I should say, um, in in this um, postseason and in the World Series, it continued, where it seemed as if he made just about all the right calls. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I thought he, I thought he. You know, game four was crazy, but um, I, I, I thought that uh, I thought he managed well. You know what I mean? And and yeah. and again, it's a funny thing. Again, managers get too much credit because in the <laughs> end, players have to execute. Right? Exactly. And they can make a manager seem like a genius. They can make a coach seem like a genius. So, you know, to me, this is always a player's league. OK, you know, all these leagues are players leagues. But. I still think, you know, you can have someone at the helm who can mess things up. And I thought I thought Roberts did a good job. What what are your thoughts about about his his managing in this series? I think the baseball gods were finally on his side, man. <laughs> I think they saw him suffer enough. Um and listen, he did he did pull the right strings here and there. Um you see with that that last part that Kershaw had. Um, he was starting to get in a little bit of trouble. Maybe he noticed his guy was getting fatigued or something like that. And he pulled Kershaw, which, you know, a lot of people started to question. And you could see on social media start, you know, the little whispers of, here goes Dave Roberts again, going to the bullpen too early or doing this too early or whatever the case may be. And it ended up working out for him. So I think he he managed the series really well. I think a lot of it maybe had to do with the comfort of knowing, all right, we've been here before. You know, we've made some mistakes. Let's try not to make those again. I have full trust in my guys. We can do it this time. And I think that comfort and just kind of looking around and seeing the roster you have and the team you have maybe gave Roberts that comfort to know we got this. I'm confident that I can go over there, make this move, and this guy's going to come through, regardless of who I bring out of that pen, whether it was Gatterall, whether it was, you know, Joe Kelly, whoever the case, whoever it was coming out of that pen. I knew that I could trust them and they were going to do what I needed them to do in this instance. So I think, you know, he managed well. And like you said, you know, he does get credit for winning the World Series, helping his team win. But I think he managed well overall. And, you know, finally, the baseball gods were on his side, man. (laughs) Now let's turn to the other dugout where... And we have to start with last night's game, game six. Yep. When Blake Snell is out there and he is simply dealing. Okay. It's a one nothing game. He, you know, he was dominant. Um, he strikeout. He had maybe had nine or something like that. I mean, he was really dealing. Um, you know, gave up a hit. Uh, with one out in in the sixth inning and without any hesitation cash came out pulled him out the game brought in nick anderson and the dodgers shortly thereafter had two runs on the board on their way to the victory Uh, we know that the rays um, and kevin cash are you know, they, they believe in the advanced metrics, the advanced analytics, sabermetrics, whatever you want to call it. And that was managing by the numbers last night, and it blew up in their face. What are your thoughts, man, about, you know, what you saw last night with Kevin Cash giving Blake Snell the hook? I, I think the first surprising thing was how quick he signaled to the bullpen. I don't even think the runner made it to first on that, which, by the way, wasn't a hard hit at all. Blake Snell wasn't hit hard at all, not even foul balls. Um, but I think it was how quick the decision was made that 
I'm taking him out. It was already a decision that was made, it seemed, prior to the game that this guy is not facing Mookie Betts, who was the leadoff hitter, three times. Two times, that's it. No matter what inning, he is done. And I think I've always told, you know, people that I speak to that know the game, analytics and all that stuff can be good for the game, but it shouldn't dictate the game. You know, there's a place for it. Um, Obviously, it's not going away, but there is a time and a place where you have to trust your gut, trust what you see, and just know that my starter from the first pitch was locked in. Like, Blake Snell was not going home. He wanted a game seven, and I'm pretty sure he's crazy enough to take the ball in game seven if needed. Hmm. That's how locked in this guy was. Um, And I saw that first inning. As soon as I saw that first inning, I was like, the Dodgers are in trouble. As soon as I saw that, you know, he had dominated the 1-2-3 of the lineup, 0 for 6 with, with six strikeouts against the first three hitters in the Dodgers lineup, which is Mookie Betts, I believe it's Corey Seager, and Justin Turner. 0 for 6 with six strikeouts. And this guy has 73 pitches. It's only the sixth inning. He's just given up his second hit of the game to a loaded lineup like the Dodgers trying to win a World Series. And they pull him, like, (laughs) no questions asked. You're done. And I think that it was disappointing. Obviously, social media and every broadcaster, every, you know, analyst echoed the same sentiment. What is Kevin Cash doing pulling Blake Snell with the game on the line, with with your season on the line? And you kind of knew the moment that Blake Snell walked off that mound that the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. It was just a matter of when. When was it going to happen? And it happened right away. They tied the game, you know, the wild pitch with the tied game, and then um, the ground out to first where Mookie Betts, excellent base running by Mookie Betts again, um, just taking off as soon as uh, Corey Seager made contact. And that's game. That's pretty much game right there. And it's just, if it worked, we'd be saying, man, He's lucky that worked, but it didn't work. And, you know, the other thing, too, is the pitcher he brought in, Nick Anderson, last time we were on, we said great things about him, and he, and rightfully so because he's had a great season. But yesterday, giving up that run, I believe it was he broke the record for most consecutive games allowing a run as a reliever. I don't know what the numbers say there, but if you're going to bring somebody in and take out the pitcher who's dominating – why not go to another reliever who maybe hasn't given up a run every time he's up to pitch, you know, and it was just, it was disappointing as a fan to see that. Um, Obviously I picked the Dodgers to win the world series. I wanted to see seven games, but the way Blake Snell was pitching, the guy deserved to, to make it out of, out of that inning, at least that inning, you know, two hits against that Dodgers lineup, only 73 pitches. I don't know. I, you have to ride with your ace. I'm a big believer in that. And I guess the number said otherwise. And that's the problem. I mean, and, and here's the thing. If, if I will go so far to say that even if it worked last night, it was the wrong thing to do. I agree. See, that, 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 for me, it's that simple. It, even if it worked, even if Nick Anderson came in and kept the shutout intact it still was the wrong move in my opinion because i do believe that yeah numbers have a place most things have its its place in life right (laughs) um so yeah numbers have its place in baseball but you know for me it was more fundamental last night what were your eyes telling you yeah what were your eyes telling you and your eyes are telling you this guy is dominating And, you know, there's two things, there's two sides to this coin. One, when you took out Blake Snell, you know, to a man, the Dodgers were saying it was a sigh of relief. Seager was saying it uplifted us. Um, uh, Roberts says it was a sigh of relief. He he talked about how when when the move was made, Mookie Betts looked over to him and smiled, (laughs) right? I mean, to a man, I think the Dodgers felt better because they couldn't touch him, right? Yeah. But the flip side to that coin, and we don't talk about this much, is what does it do to the race? 
because they yeah. know their guys dealing too. You know what I mean? And look, most players are going to say the right thing. Oh, I trust my manager, you know, right? You know what I mean? He, he, he you know, he, he, he's got us this far. He's, he's a great manager. You know, we just got to trust him and all the rest of that. But, you know, deep down in a situation like that, when the season is on the line and you have a guy who's going out there dealing the way Blake Snell was dealing, I, I think that it had to be a, a what in the world are you doing on the race side? Right in the negative, just as on the Dodgers side, it was what in the world are you doing? But they were happy about it, right? Yeah. And then with Nick Anderson, and see, to me, we talked about Anderson, and and I even said it to you the last time. I was concerned about him because he was getting he was he was getting touched up a little bit, even in that Houston series. Yeah. And it continued into the World Series. I think it was six outings in a row in which he gave up a run. Um, and so, like you said, it wasn't just taking out a guy who was dealing, it was bringing in a guy who maybe was on fumes. So the combination of that to me was just not something that, that, um, you know, bode well for, for, for Tampa. And it's not, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking. I think most people were looking at it at, in, in real time and saying, what in the world is he doing? And for me, I was happy about it because it it is one of those situations where I believe a team, an organization, and a manager were too smart for their own good, and it didn't work. Yeah, and it's funny because when that decision happened and the Dodgers took the lead, I actually tweeted last night, I wanted seven games, but I hope the Dodgers ended here, and that's it. That way there's no out for Kevin Cash or for the Rays organization, whatever you want to call it. So there's no out and say, yeah, we made the decision, but we won the game. We're on to game seven kind of thing. I just wanted it to end there because this does need to be highlighted. And I 100% agree with you, regardless if the decision did work, I wouldn't have done it. I know a lot of people out there would not have made that choice. You got to, you know, I spoke to a scout long before, you know, I, I started Rob Durant Sports. I think I was in early college, spoke to this scout who had been scouting for 20-something years at the time. And this was around the time that the analytics started creeping in and a lot of teams are starting to use it. And, you know, this guy has been around for 20-plus years, and he said, you know, the same thing. And this is why I said I echo that. You know, he said the numbers are coming. You know, there, there's no way to stop them. People are shifting towards that, which is why a lot of, of us scouts are kind of retiring or you know, being phased out, but there's something about seeing something with your eyes and seeing the heart that a player has and that, you know, that it factor, that makes a difference. That's not something that you can find with the numbers. That's not something you can calculate. That's not something you can, you know, quantify or manage or anything like that. The player just has it. And Blake Snell is one of those guys who just has it. And you can see it in the way he competes, no matter if if he's on like he was last night, or if he's just off for a day. He's out there competing. And to be taken out of a game where you know you're confident in your stuff and you're dominating, you know, he didn't hold back in the in his interview either. He said, you know, I trust myself. I know that I can do this. I knew that I could go out there. I was ready to finish the game. He was ready to go nine innings and bring his team to game seven. To be taken out of that situation, man, just because – the analytics told you you can't face in the lineup for a third time because this may happen. Well, guess what? The guy could have thrown nine shutout innings and you may be winning the World Series tonight. But here we are. We're talking about how your computers, your numbers were wrong. And it, I think it shook the entire Rays team when they saw Kevin Cash signal to the bullpen the moment he like stepped out of that dugout. I think it shook the Rays' confidence in saying, man, let this guy go. Like, he got us. He got us. He's carrying us on his back and bringing us to where we need to get. And you just take him on. Like, I think it shook everybody. And you could kind of see it in the body language. You can kind of see it on the opposite side. You can see it in the Dodgers' body language. They said, oh, we got this now. Now we can take this and win this World Series. And, man. And that's what happened. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's – 
like again, I there's a there's a the hint of disgust in my voice, and it's not because I'm unhappy. It's it's just that to me this is part of the problem. Yeah, with the game, um, it's frustrating. And 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 to see you know managing by numbers, um, it it's it's just really you know again there there are too many things that are happening in the game that I think are not good for the game, uh, and we've been seeing this for years. You know you know whether it's the the approach to hitting these days and or the yeah. approach to you know even to pitching where you know um, you know there's in you know, you talk to pitchers, um, you know, from from prior generations, and they knew how to pitch to contact and yet get guys out. You, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because they knew how to locate their pitches and they could pitch to contact. Today, it's all about trying to strike a guy out. If you get two strikes on him, you can be 0-2. That's why you see so many times an 0-2 count turns into a 3-2 count and then the guy's walked. Because everybody's yeah. trying to make the killer pitch on 0-2 and then the killer pitch on 1-2 and, 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 and so forth. And next thing you know, you lost that guy because yep. you didn't want to pitch the contact. You were trying to, to, to punch him out with the killer pitch. And, and, and to me, those things are... You know, I, I don't think are good for the game, you know, from from the standpoint of watching it uh, and just from the overall quality of play. But I do think um, what happened last night is emblematic of what's going on in the game. Uh, it's, it's a part of the game I don't like. And the fact that it didn't work last night, I have no problem with it. Um, I'm just, you know, because <laughs> to me, maybe maybe it needs to be rethought. Um, and it, you know, it's too bad for the Rays. Um, Kevin Cash is going to have to live with it. I don't think it's going to change anything. I no. think the Rays and, and, and the rest of the league are, are going to continue to paint by numbers. Um, and you know, we'll see where it goes, but you know, the Dodgers have the trophy and you know, the Rays have their computer and their algorithms. <laughs> I mean, the Dodgers it, are also an analytic team, so I'm not trying to make it seem yeah. as if they're not, you know what I mean? But they, they also have the trophy and all the rays have on their algorithm. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. And and the thing about the analytics, what kills me the most sometimes is when you have a lefty up to hit and you can see there's nobody at third, there's barely a guy at short. And it's just why not just hit the other why not just lay a bunt down, hit the other way? It's one of those things, man, <laughs> because they're taught to, you know, pull the ball or you know, it's home run, take a walk. If you strike out, it is what it is. You're fine. As long as you hit a home run or walk the next time. It just, I don't know. Yeah. And you're right. I don't think it's going to change. I, I, analytics are here to stay, and they're going to continue to grow, I think, in the game. Um, maybe we're just getting old, Jeff. Yeah. I, look, I, I look. I can't speak for you, brother, but I know that's my story. <laughs> I know that's my story. You know. Um, but uh, you know, again, I, I I try to appreciate evolution of the game, um, yeah. but I don't believe that all the ways that the game is evolving are necessarily good. And I know I'm not alone in that view. Um, but you know, um, having said that, um, you know. You know, kudos to the Dodgers. Now, one one last thing that we have to touch upon, which, and I, I joked with you earlier, like sometimes <laughs> baseball just can't get out of its own way. Leave it to baseball to ruin its own story. So on the same night that the Dodgers, one of the storage franchises in all of baseball, and in fact, all of sports, they break through, win a World Series, first time uh, uh, they're crowned champions in 32 years. On the same night, right, their third baseman, who we talked about earlier, Justin Turner, right, was pulled from the game because of a positive COVID test, right? And he was put into isolation and, you know, there's protocols in place. He has to be quarantined, stay away from the club. And Dodgers win the World Series. And after Manfred leaves the field, <laughs> <laughs> Turner <laughs> breaks quarantine, comes out on the field to celebrate with his teammates. He had a mask on sometimes, then he took it yeah. off, 
took pictures next to Dave Roberts, was handling the World Series trophy, fingerprints and everything else all over it, right? <laughs> um, uh, and now we have the controversy of Justin Turner testing positive um, for the virus and breaking quarantine. And that is as much of the story as the Dodgers winning the World Series. Um, you can't make this stuff up, bro. What, what are your <laughs> thoughts about this? I honestly, <laughs> so my wife was sleeping when, when the Dodgers won the game and she woke up and I was like, hey, the Dodgers won. And then I paused for like half a second and I said, and then a player tested positive <laughs> for COVID. And she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so I, I kind of, and I'm not trying to take, find humor in obviously what's a very serious situation with the COVID uh, pandemic going on. But it, it kind of made me laugh because of what you said. You know, kind of, baseball kind of gets in its own way sometimes. And when this stuff happened, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Like, we just, we're celebrating a World Series. We just finished the baseball season. And we're literally ending the baseball season the way we started it, with a player testing positive. Because the first game of the season, Juan Soto tested positive right before the, the opening day game with the Yankees and Nationals. Um, so we finished off the season the same way we started. And just from, from the perspective of Justin Turner, and I want to kind of bring this into just that. I don't want to, you know, bring the outside stuff sure. into it um, mm -hmm. with the whole COVID stuff going on. But just from the perspective of Justin Turner, I get why he was out there. Um, he's a veteran. He's been around the league for a very long time. You know, he's up there in age. I think he's a free agent after this year. Um, and he just won a World Series, and he contributed to that World Series greatly. Like, he did a great job this postseason. You know, he's been with the ups and downs of the Dodgers, and he just won a World Series, and he had to get pulled from the game, two innings shy of being on the field to see your team clinch. So I get why he was out there. You know, just I, I, can, ima I can imagine the emotion he must have been feeling to know I finally got my ring. You know, this may be the only opportunity I have to win a championship because it's not guaranteed. You know, this isn't the 90s with the Yankees where they were in the World Series, it seemed like, every year and just winning it. Like, baseball is competitive now. You know, like, it's not guaranteed every single year, even if you do have the best team. And the Dodgers know that best. So I get why he was out there. Um, obviously, it posed a risk to, to the people around him and him taking off his mask and stuff like that. Um, so I, I don't want to be too hard on him even though he did break protocol and did do stuff he wasn't supposed to do. I don't want to be too hard on him because this is a once, it could be a once in a lifetime opportunity for him to win the World Series and just be a champion and be there with his guys. But, you know, there is the other side to maybe you should have just stayed in the clubhouse. And if you did want to celebrate and all that stuff, maybe don't do it in front of the cameras if you're going to break protocol anyway. Not that I'm saying you should break protocol, but if you're going to break protocol anyway, maybe do it when there's not cameras around and stuff like that, just so it doesn't become this big story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. those are kind of my thoughts on it. You know, um, I don't want to be too hard, but he should have. You know, there's always two sides to it. Look, he. We know where we are uh, with this virus in this country as we are speaking right now, as we're heading into November. You know, the numbers are really, you know, spiking in so many parts of the country. I saw a map this morning and, you know, uh, all of the red that was on the map was incredible. I mean, yeah. just about the entire country um, was was red, meaning, you know, that the cases were increasing. And we know the numbers in terms of the positive test, positivity rate, hospitalizations, um, the death toll, the how many people have been infected. And we're seeing it here in this country and around the world. And so we know how serious this is. We've been living with it now for, you know, eight months. And so no one is taking this lightly, right? No one. And, and baseball has done a great job. The Players Union did a great job in negotiating yeah. these protocols and everything else. 
And, you know, baseball miraculously got through the season. Um, they were in a bubble for the for the majority of the postseason. And, you know, we're just about ready to right, ride off into the offseason sunset with, you know, a, a great story with the Dodgers winning and, you know, um, and, and no further outbreaks of the virus. And then we had this situation. So, you know, in, in, against all that backdrop, look, what was the right thing to do for Justin Turner to stay quarantined? There's no question yeah. about it. He, what he did was the wrong thing. He broke the protocols. I don't think anyone can say anything other than that. But having said that, I, I'm with you in, in, in so far as saying, but I get it. I understand why he did it. Does it make it right? Um, does it make it right? But I understand why he did it. Um, but yet by doing so, right, um, while I do understand it, it's just hard in this environment to escape the, yeah, but, you know, yeah. it's because it's because what are the things that we, what, what, what's the main thing we've been told about wearing a mask? It's not about so much you, it's protecting other people, right? Exactly. So that's what's been, you know, it's about protecting others. And so that's the thing that we can't get away from. And with him take, you know, took off the mask. He's next to Dave Roberts, who's a cancer survivor, right? Which means yeah. he probably has some vulnerabilities there. And, you know, he's he's taking the picture, he's he's touching the World Series trophy <laughs> and right. I mean, I mean, it's like you're doing all the wrong things, right? <laughs> and it's on television. Yeah. And it's pictures and there's videotaped. And so from that standpoint, just a very, very bad look. But I do get it, as you said, first time winning the World Series, wanting to celebrate with your teammates. Um, you know, so again, I don't want to get too sanctimonious or anything like that, because um, I do understand why it happened, but I also understand why it's wrong. Um, and it's just too bad that this is part of the story. Um, given that we did have a well-played World Series and given that the Dodgers, after all these years, have returned to the top. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because this this did become a very big storyline right with the, the conclusion of the World Series. Um, but, you know, there's not much more we can say than we've already said in, in, yeah. in terms of this. Um, people are going to feel how they're going to feel. And, you know, I think um, it's unfortunate that it did overshadow a little bit of the World Series and what the doc, you know, it's been 32 years since a storied franchise won a World Series and they did it. And, and, you know, the season was remarkable in the fact that we had it at all. And, you know, the fact that the Dodgers were able to to beat the odds in terms of doing everything they did throughout the season and just win the World Series, I think that should be the main storyline. Um, obviously, because of the, the situation we're in, in with this country and the world and stuff like that, it's it's kind of 1A and 1B with the two storylines. But, um, yeah, man, let's focus on the Dodgers right now. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's, man, this was a great season. I think it was just great that the baseball season was able to happen. And I think we should continue to, to, you know, focus on what a great World Series we had and that the Dodgers are the world champions, finally. That's right. That's right. And and, and congratulations to them. Um, second uh, title for the city of Los Angeles in the last couple of weeks following the yeah. Lakers um, winning the NBA title. And now you have the Dodgers taking home the World Series. So, um, listen, now, you know, it, it's on to the to – the, uh, off season and you know we'll see what's going to happen with free agency salary arbitration um, roster moves and all the rest of it but you know maybe for a couple of days um, can take a deep breath um, and get ready for what should be an interesting um, off season and very um, interesting yeah and we should you know definitely plan to get you know to to, to get together to, to, to talk about the things that are going on there, because I think just as this regular season and postseason has have been different than anything that we've seen before, yeah. um, I, I believe that this off season 
and and the player market really bears bears watching because we may we may see some things that we haven't seen before uh, in terms of player movement, maybe players being released and all the rest of it. Because, um, you know, uh, you know, Rob Manfred, and I don't think it was coincidental. Um, right before last night's game, you know, part of the storyline uh, was how much money baseball lost in 2020. Yep. Very interesting that pretty much on the eve of going into the offseason and the player market, um, the commissioner wanted to remind everyone um, just how much money baseball has lost, as if players haven't lost money as well. But so it, it, it's going to be interesting. So we got to keep our eye on that, Rob, as we as we head into this offseason. Definitely. It's going to be a very unique one. And I think, you know, what we had this season was very unique. I think we better buckle up because this is going to be a very, very different off season heading into the new season. Yep. All right. And we'll be there to to talk about it as, as we go along. So let's plan to do that. But listen, brother, I appreciate the time, man. Um, talking about the world series is interesting from so many different angles and it was good to explore, you know, a, a couple of those with you. So I appreciate you coming on and look forward to catching up with you um, as we get into the offseason. Definitely. And just real quick, Jeff, as a Yankee fan, I do want to take a little shot at the Red Sox Nation. Uh, <laughs> For what? Mookie Betts? Mookie Betts, man. Imagine trading a guy because you didn't want to pay him. And he goes on and wins the World Series. My God. I, I love that I can root for Mookie now. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, hey, man, you know, if, if you can't, oh, if your man. team can't win it, you can root for the for the guy who comes from the team you hate who won it, I guess. That's right. I don't, it's kind of convoluted, but okay. <laughs> a, little, a little parting shot for, for Red Sox Nation from this Yankee fan. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Well, brother, I appreciate it, man. Uh, be well, and I will talk with you soon. Sounds good, man. Thank you, Josh. Take care. Okay, you too.